All right. Lag. Mac- Lag. Machination log for April 25th, 2016. This is David Paddock. To my left, we've got Lou back in the building. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hey, we got Nicole. Ketone crew. And we've got Jacob. Yep. I feel like he was going to say ketone crew and you stole his thunder. but uh, <laughs> She did. <laughs> so I just folded up with yep. ketone Lou, but... Uh, <laughs> right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, Lou, welcome. Uh, Thank you. It's a little weird that this is the first time you've been on here for part five of Better Health Through Steaks since you've been <laughs> following this from the beginning. That's true, yes. I was a, Actually, I started the diet before we officially were supposed to. So like two <laughs> weeks beforehand, I made a concerted effort to not buy any more sweet drinks or any more junk food to try to stay away from it as much as possible. Because I knew there was going to be that like one week period where as soon as I cut out the sugar cold turkey, I was going to go into the withdrawals. Sure. So, you know, and I did. I felt like shit for two days. I yeah, felt what were, like... What were you, your withdrawals? Because Jacob had horrible headaches. They weren't horrible, but mine were more like just nagging headaches. And, it, and, and you get that just tension in your neck and you're just like, ah, shit, this sucks. Like, I, I don't, I'm just not feeling it today kind of thing. You know, yeah. and you get the physical fatigue a little bit. I think it's, you know, partially it's your body just kind of you know, it's it's just sucking dry from the sugar, right. and that's what it's used to. And then now it's like, oh, I got to pull fat. Oh, great, okay. And now it's like just making that transition. But after that, it was and hasn't been a problem. It's been pretty um, consistently okay. What's your compliance been since you started? Fairly compliant, I would say. The eighty twenty rule is applicable here. All right. Um, because there have been moments where we just fall off the wagon for a day or two, but it wasn't anything like uh, intentionally. Um, planned. It wasn't like, okay, well, Sunday is our cheat day. Well, sure. also, it's like we didn't kill it. It's like, okay, we stayed on it all day, but like at night, maybe we had something that wouldn't technically be under. It's not like we had like a cheat day where it's like, oh, I'm going to just eat all these goddamn donuts in one sitting. And I mean, Nicole, you described feeling like shit after doing that. Lou, do you feel like shit now reflexively when you eat stuff that's off the diet? It's hard. I mean, we've been on it for just so short of a period. It's hard to. It, we don't fall off too far either. So yeah, we haven't like really done anything too extreme. I but, mean, um, it, you know, it's. I was a vegetarian for ten plus years at one point in my life, so I, I'm very familiar with what having a special diet is like, <laughs> especially in context of other people in the in the room or in the restaurant or whatever. Yeah. So it's like if if we if we go to your parents' house, for instance, for like your dad's birthday. You know, and my mom made your dad's favorite cake that she makes, which is the flan cake. This is that chocolate delicious cake with the flan on top and all the flan juice gets to soak in into the... Word. I mean, it is a delicious cake. And it's so full of sugar and everything else that's terrible for you. But, you know, on a day like that, it's just like, no, fuck this. I'm eating a piece of that cake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Rare and appropriate, as where, it's sometimes Where in the called. past, you know, when I used to be vegetarian, it was always like, oh, no, I never touched that. And, and it becomes like you're a walking faux pas almost because like now you're being in like rude for not well, accepting people don't some... want to yeah. go out to eat with you that's for sure yeah exactly. oh, sorry that doesn't fit within my diet so <laughs> i'll be over here not eating and judging you so now what it's really become and especially because of the approach of the diet i think that the the approach with the whole 80 20 rule that the the guy what's his name again sisson yeah sisson comes up with and he's pretty lax about it and I'm actually more, I try to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like uh, serious about it than that. Compliant. Compliant, I guess. (laughs) 
But, That's what we've been using. But yeah. because he frames it in a certain way, it's say, I work logically, so if you show me a logical approach to something that I haven't figured out, then I'll, t- I'll run with it, you know? And, sure. And now it's it seems to be like it's so easy to stay on task when you know that you have that 20% that in case something comes up. You got the cushion. You got the cushion. Yeah. And you don't have to feel guilty about it because that's part of the plan, quote-unquote. Well, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, it certainly doesn't hurt that within the purview of this diet, there's still a lot of stuff that you want to eat. It's mm-hmm. not The diet's not restrictive in such a way. I mean, and that was brought into sharp relief. I mean, when I was... When I was on Furman, as I've mentioned many times, it opens, it, what it mostly does is make you realize how many foods you don't eat because you're used to just getting 80% of your food from... Complex carbohydrates. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, from CTC. But this, this yeah. diet's even more extreme that's, that's that way. you, Jacob. Th- yeah, this diet's way more extreme that way. I mean, all you have to do is make a sandwich with no bread. Yeah. And you're good. Like, yep. it's, yeah, <laughs> no, it's on, on barbecue days. You just make your normal burger, but instead of having a bun, you use two pieces of lettuce, and you don't even miss it. Yeah. So this morning for for breakfast, we went to a barbecue place in St. Augustine. So with my coffee, I had a huge plate of salad with a bunch of pulled pork on it, and yep. it was awesome. <laughs> and I had the spare ribs, which is just meat on a bone. Yep. There's no carbs in that, <laughs> or sugar or whatever. No. So it, it's super kind of easy to eat this way. It yeah. is, I have to admit. And, you know, yeah. I know Nicole does most of the cooking. Sorry, Jacob, you were going to say something? Hmm. Oh, no, I should, like David said, it was super easy. It's The transition was so easy. It's You shop in the produce section, and then you stop at the meat counter, and then you walk out of the store, and you have your week's food. Yep. It's so much it's real easier. Simple. It really is. Yeah. And, and I have to admit, like, Nicole went with this meal planner that, like, of all meal planners quote-unquote everything else we've ever tried before never really was up to snuff it always it was always like they're trying way too hard to make a bland dish tasty or something like that but this meal planner has been out of this world yeah everything i've made off there has been pretty awesome plug it speaking it's it's another mark sisson product it's just the the meal planner so it makes is it it an app it's an app but um it's a subscription service is what it is and they have an app for it but um yeah, it it just it comes with recipes for the whole week. Like it's it's a lot of recipes. I don't use all of them, <laughs> but after like the first week, you kind of get a gauge of of like the ingredients you need to have around. So is, is it is it holistically aware? Like does it is someone keeping track in a kitchen of which materials you're using so you don't end up with like spare garbage at the end? It well, it gives like a really regimented shopping list like it has exactly what you need for each recipe on the shopping list and you use it for that recipe yeah yeah so that's so like the first week it was a little rough transitioning but then as as soon as i kind of got the shopping down it's actually it's actually been really easy i just like i go through which recipes i want to do and then i look at the list and i'm like okay i need you know this 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 and then i go grab it at the store and i'm ready to but go to your question david it does have some many recurring ingredients yeah so, so after a couple of weeks you can pick up the you fact just... that like okay i'm using almond flour a hell of a lot yeah i need about know, two right. dozen eggs to make it through the week yeah. Like... Okay. <laughs> yeah just stuff like that and the almond flour i have to admit has been a good very interesting yes yeah, so, so we made we made primal pizza on friday <laughs> yes and it was just as good as any gluten-free Imagine pizza, pizza you could eat but the crust is made out of a delicious almond biscuit. <laughs> What's the damage on that? How much does almond flour cost? Oh, God, on Amazon, I got three pounds for, I don't know, probably somewhere between 10 and $20. Okay. 
That's about what I would have expected. So. I've been buying a lot of food off Amazon. I don't remember how much all of it costs offhand. <laughs> yeah, it's. I would like to buy a lot of the food from the store, but there's just certain things. Like, I can't find a store that will sell me coconut oil not in a comical size. Oh, yeah. just buy the comical size. What are you doing? No. <laughs> like... Costco sells it, and it must be a one-gallon jug. It's, it's it, is it is a so half-gallon, I believe. It's 72 it's, fluid ounces. I don't use that much oil. Also, it's a rip-off at Costco. Uh, they sell the exact same container on Amazon for literally 30% That's less. That's why I buy all that stuff insane. off Amazon. Amazon isn't normally that much cheaper, though. It de- no, usually food, they're yeah, comparable Usually stores. food is, they got a problem there. But for whatever the, reason, on the supplements the is, and stuff, it's absolutely But the thing the is, there's so limited options when you go to the physical store. Like, at least I have choices yeah. when I go to Amazon, which I don't have at all when I... I you know, three grocery stores, I found one brand of walnut oil, and it was not the brand I was looking for. Yeah, yeah and that's uh-huh. is the same thing when I was looking for macadamia nuts. It's like the only ones you can buy are chocolate-covered in stores. You can't just find raw, whole It's very hard to find nuts. raw nuts in general. I order all my raw nuts from Amazon. That is one thing Costco is good with, is they, okay. they just sell mixed Plain nuts. Plain ones. That, yeah, with yeah. no salt or anything. Well, Actually, yeah. and on the note of tailored food that does not, that is highly non-compliant. I am really annoyed at how much of the selection Costco has is exactly is covered with chocolate. Yeah. Like acai, acai. like mixed nut berry stuff Go-gies. that's just completely coated in milk chocolate. I mean, I wouldn't eat that whether I was complying with the diet or not. I just don't I don't like chocolate that way. My pet peeve is trail mix cuz I love trail mix. On this diet, you can have a reasonable amount of Trail mix, you know, they say if just you not any trail mix anyone sells. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> oh, Publix every, has one. Yeah, ev- well, even that one isn't all that compliant though. Every trail mix has fucking M and M's or chocolate <laughs> uh, chips in it, or the, and you're just like, why can't I just get nuts and seeds? And that's <laughs> it. Like, and so they have one called nuts, seeds, and raisins, but half of the volume yes. is raisins, <laughs> which is. So what I do is I buy that that same one. And I cut it with half macadamia nuts. See, no, I cut it with uh, sunflower seeds, roasted sunflower oh, okay. seeds. So I just I bulk it up that way. I only need one raisin per spoonful to <laughs> for it to add the whatever it's yeah. supposed to. And I'm guessing that it's the raisins that adds to the carb in that particular trail mix because the carbs on it are like 12 grams per serving per third of a cup. Sure. Um, and, and you know, has a ridiculous amount of calories because of all the nuts and fat and stuff. But Well, that's what it's for. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. But I did it's make, delicious. Uh, as per my meal planner, I made a bacon trail mix uh, this week that was very good. Had a bacon. Is that not just jerky at some point? No, it was, it was bacon, cashews, uh, almonds, and sunflower seeds. With some kind of bacon fat covering and well, bacon in it. Well, that's yeah. You what's sli- the? Con- is it actually like greasy? No, it's trail. No, it's not. So you, you bake it, so okay. it kind of dries. Wait, a little bit. it's it's well, it was a little more than that. It was weird. So um, you get all your nuts and seeds. You mix them in egg white, and then you sprinkle your seasoning on it. I used a uh, uh, smoked paprika, mm-hmm. and then you bake them so it gets nice and. Uh, you know, the, the coating sticks to it really nicely without being sticky because you rinsed, you did like an egg wash first. Um, and then you just toss in your chopped cooked bacon and mix it all around once uh, that, it's done cooking. Yeah, and so it's, it sounds like you make bacon jerky. 
is kind of what that is, it sounds like. Well, no, jerky is something different. Jerky well, no, it's dehydrated. It's specifically dehydrated, but it, I mean, how does it chew? Well, the bacon it itself like, is just little tiny Yeah, bacon you just, bits. you slice your cooked bacon and you and mix it with all your roasted nuts when you're like. done. It's not jerky-like. Yeah. It's softer. It tastes like That cold. sounds better. And it actually, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't greasy. No. And uh, it didn't leave, like, powdery stuff all over your fingers because the egg wash, like, locks in all of the seasoning so that, you know, you don't get dirty fingers when you're eating it, which actually I thought was pretty clever. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was tasty. It was pretty good. So. So trail mixes. So, yeah, so you just got to roll your own all, all of this, which is going to be the part where I fall off of this because unlike at least two of the other three people here, I just don't, I don't like spending time in the kitchen if I don't have it's to. It's a necessary <laughs> evil. For, especially for this diet. Yeah. Because, yeah. and maybe Jacob can have something to say about it, but Nicole spends a lot, and I help her, don't get me wrong, I'm not just, no, idle, but <laughs> w- there's a lot of time spent in the kitchen. Yeah. A lot of time. But the other, on the other hand, though, like, I could totally see, like, eating this way for the 80% of the rest of my life. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like I'd be happy with that. No, that that seems totally achievable. So it's just I I've been part of my my optimization scheme here is to figure out how to not fall off of it, and the way that I'm going to do that is for it to be as unobtrusive as humanly possible. So you need to learn like I don't know like some easy method of cooking where you could cook a lot of stuff at once. Well, the the one the one trump card I have in this is that I have absolutely zero aversion to raw food, so I eat raw vegetables all the time. Like, I don't need to cook my vegetables, yeah, and that that's, saves that's a actually, tremendous amount of time. Yeah, that's that's kind of what helps me with mine is because I work about 10 hours a day, the night before, I just assemble everything. So in the morning, I just throw basically my entire day's meal into a lunch pail, and it's a lot of raw salad, sprouts, tomatoes, uh, and stuff like that. So I don't Heads spend much broccoli. time cooking. Uh, I do eat a lot of broccoli. It's but that, that's the best. I usually don't do. Uh, like, I don't like. Oh, sorry. I don't like raw broccoli. I like steamed. I don't. I mean, I I'll know. I'll eat either one, but it's fun to walk around with a stalk of broccoli outside and just munching on it. What? Yeah. I know you're the only person I, I I know who I think has just been like holding your head of romaine in your hand, just munching on it. I don't. I I used to eat lettuce in salads, and it seems like a fucking waste. It's finger food. You can pick up leaves of lettuce and just eat them. But the, yes. see, that's this is where because I I cook, salads are about constructing like a complex bowl of deliciousness. So there's like yeah. there's like layers, and there's like different combinations that you put with them. There's different dressings that you make. I just, I don't know if I could be convinced to eat as much lettuce without all the art put into it. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know. My, my salads <laughs> are where most of my diversity. I'm not as you are. Yeah, my salads are where my diversity comes in, because I load my salad with just a ridiculous amount of stuff between beets, mushrooms, sprouts, uh, wheatgrass. Like, so I just so here's the magic. Up. You eat the lettuce, and then you diversify by then eating blueberries and whatever the hell else you just said, just like separately. And zebra popcorn. That <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, but critical. the thing is, you don't get any joy out of eating, obviously. I mean, no, I, I absolutely do. It's just, it's only for specific things. And if I want, you know, like, I, when I, I don't normally just eat, like, I ate raw broccoli today 
but I actually ate it as part of a combination of tomato and eggs and avocado. And basically, I just used the broccoli like a fork <laughs> to scoop up the stuff and then eat it. It saves me a fork, and I get to eat an entire stock of broccoli like it didn't even happen. Because it's basically just a base. It's like a crunchy base It's the cracker. Eggs. It's the cracker. Yeah. yeah. It works perfectly. I'm, th I'm, th I'm thinking of the... Uh when you get Indian food or Ethiopian food, how you have to use the bread to scoop everything that's, up. I'm that's just picturing David using a head of lettuce instead. That's exactly yeah. what I do. No, and that's the thing. Like, I'll walk around with romaine, but, I mean, I agree with most people. Romaine requires a little bit of help to be palatable. But I, there are plenty of things that you can scoop with lettuce. It's shaped like a yeah. scoop. You make lettuce wraps with it. Like, instead of you just yeah. put all your pulled pork you, inside You find something leaves. that's not terribly viscous, and you <laughs> scoop it up and you eat it. That, right. that is actually one thing I have been doing more of, is I've been making more, like, dips and sauces. Yeah. Like, I ate a lot of Brussels sprouts, because I like to saute up Brussels sprouts. But now I'll make, like, some kind of, like, mayonnaise or, like, cheesy dip to dip my Brussels sprouts in. And dip makes everything more exciting. Yeah. Dip, I will. I, I am okay spending time assembling sauces and stuff like that. Okay, okay. that's fine. Because especially given that you can make like a week's worth of that stuff in one go. Well, yeah, and you don't even need to make that much for it to last a week. I mean, you yeah. know, get your little Pyrex out, and you've got you've got something to dip your vegetables in all week. Yep. <laughs> like natural peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, it's, I need to go buy a new food processor because that's one of the things that didn't follow me out to the West Coast. And I've been wanting to make uh, homemade macadamia butter, oh, Nicole, but I can't. Nicole's been kicking ass with our pro food processor. It's yeah. like gotten the most <laughs> use since we started this yeah, thing Yeah, since now. this diet, uh, it has now got its own spot on the counter. Like before, <laughs> it, it was on the shelf and only came out when I got used. Like I'm, it, it now has a permanent spot. I fear I may need to buy something that spins with blades and you it can at some chop point. all the things yeah that's yeah that's it sounds like i may eventually and shred all the it's great it's, you have it's to... like buying a toolbox too like i have a whole toolkit of like blades and that's what i'm afraid of and... is it's just it's too much i like i like the minimalist aspect of the objects in my kitchen oh but it's so like like you need to melt cheese the easiest way to melt cheese is to grate it that way it melts real fast you just sl slap it in the food processor boom Done. You can grate you like three pounds of cheese in two seconds. I don't actually yeah, eat you need that to slice cheese. tomatoes, drop it into the food processor, zoom, yep. slice. Cheese has been nice, uh, a nice snack for in this diet. It's not supposed to be like you know the primary thing you eat, but right. you know yet like she was talking about when we we drove down up to Jacksonville yesterday afternoon. It was like no lunch, barely, and what we have for breakfast is like an egg and a half each. And a yeah, cup, I make and like a cup of coffee, so it's not like a big breakfast. Three by to any... four eggs with like a s tablespoon of cheese, and we split it yeah, every morning. Yeah, it's like not a big hearty breakfast by any stretch. With of a lot of butter coffee, exactly. But uh, but for lunch, I did have a couple of slices of just mozzarella cheese that was in the fridge, and that kept me going. All one thing I've noticed, and Joe Rogan mentioned this the other day too, but I, I noticed this was I don't get hungry like I used to get. Like I don't, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I don't, like, after six or eight hours, I'll feel like, oh, you know, I, I could eat. But yeah. there isn't this, like, insane drive to get food anymore, which is I find interesting. And it's not a craving. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is we great. talked about that on an earlier one. It it's literally a different part of your stomach wants food now than used to. Like yep. it, the pain comes from a different place. And, and it's sp- really easy to ignore it. You're just like, oh, shut up. You'll we'll eat later. Speaking of which, uh, trial on the fasting thing. We have stories from all around this table, except for me somehow. Yes. About the fasting deal. Uh, we can take it around the room. Not sure who wants to start. Yeah, we'll start with the less extreme, and I'll okay. top it off with my uh, <laughs> intermittent. Well, there are two, like basically two kinds of fasting. There's intermittent fasting where it's you skip a meal or you have a couple hours where you usually eat and you don't. Um, but I wanted to try and see if I could do a full day fast just to see because before this diet there was no way I would make it, um, and I did manage to make it 24 hours, but I didn't quite make the. I wanted to. Uh, go a whole day, wake up, and go to bed without eating. Uh, and I made it to about 8 o'clock, and it just wasn't worth it. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, I'm starting to feel weird, and this is not comfortable. So I had like six macadamia nuts and an egg, and then I went to, and then I did some other stuff and went to bed. So That's still that, not bad. Yeah, the whole day thing is still rough, but like if I'm at, if I'm at work... And like, oh, I forgot to pack my salad. Well, I guess I'm not eating for the next four hours. It doesn't make a difference. You don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Sounds exactly. like you need to super load on nutrients before you do it. That's yes. right. Boy, did I. <laughs> <laughs> I the day I, before, I gorged myself. In the past, I used to fast every now and again just because it was fun. I mean, it. it, it, it I always felt revitalized. After it. Oh, I agree. I've I've done two of them yeah. since I started experimenting with dieting stuff. I I'm considering making Sunday a fasting day just on a regular basis from not a 24 hour but like a sun up to sundown thing okay. because it does have a sort of rebalancing effect on your innards that is very very pleasurable. Yes, I I find that like I've always felt best when I've eaten moderate and I've eaten. When we were doing, I think we were doing the other detox diet or something. Yeah, years we did ago, that weird detox was, diet. For it was three like weeks. I got to the point where all I needed to eat was every eight hours, and that was it. So like I would time it that way. I would look at the clock and be like, you know, six hours ago I ate. I'd be like, ah, I have another two hours. So just you know, I won't have anything until then, or something. And my body got really accustomed to that. So after a while, it's like you can extend it and extend it and extend it and be no problem. Um, I just haven't tried it this time yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, we did We did kind of an accidental fast because, <laughs> as Lou had started saying, you know, Saturday, he worked all day. Like, I was getting the animals ready. He was patching servers all day. We had our usual two-egg breakfast. Um, you know, I had, like, a little bowl of leftover soup from that I had made, uh, you know, a couple nights before for lunch. And he had two pieces of mozzarella cheese. <laughs> around noon and at two o'clock we drove to jacksonville to go to a punk rock show and when we got to jacksonville we were like oh this eating thing is too much of a hassle let's just not do it because we didn't know where to eat so we went to the show we made it all the way through to the show no Did problem have some cashews yeah well i do i do a pack, small handful of cashews i, I have been packing snacks on these uh these road trips so usually we'll pack like some nuts and seeds which keep us going but um yeah, so we made it all the way till 11 o'clock at night after the punk rock show when we finally ordered room service at the hotel. 
Um, and I and think I felt, we did it was I think felt we, pretty good. Like I, you know, that was a pretty big stretch, and we were active the whole time. It wasn't like I was just laying around. I mean, I did go to a sweaty, hot punk rock punk rock show. And we stood there for the whole. And three, we stood four there hours, in yeah. the middle like a bunch of assholes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, we ordered room service, but it wasn't even like. Oh God, I'm starving. I, we need to. No, it was something. fine. It was yeah. sort of almost like habitual of, of the motions of it. You well, know? I guess I need to eat now. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we got out of the show, and we're like, "Well, when's the last time we ate?" Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. No, I felt like that basically. I not even all month, but um, ever since I started doing the dieting stuff, is I I eat because it feels like I feel like I'm supposed to be eating right yeah. now. So I just like yeah. I do it. I mean. Yeah, and it's to be fair on my trying to do a sun up or not a uh, sun up to send on a full day of dieting. I was probably pushing twenty hours and not eating by the time it started to go. Like my brain started to go, "Hey, maybe think about eating." <laughs> <laughs> Your brain you start is getting, weak. You start getting like lightheaded and. Yeah, it starts start getting lightheaded. You start like not wanting to do anything, and it's like, okay, I need to be productive, so I need to break this so I can get stuff. What's done. it mean? You're just testing your body limits, so now you've learned that you know, twenty hours is about well, all you can do right and now. Because because we've actually hit the twenty one. Because the diet suggestion is after twenty one days, you should know where you stand on the diet. Was the idea that season threw out? Mm-hmm. So we've actually hit our twenty one. Uh, I guess that's true. It's the twenty fifth today isn't it or 24th it will be the 25th Something when this like goes yes up. yes yeah so we've hit our 21 and i've uh and you're trapped forever no it's and i like it kind of cured one like the big thing i was trying to get rid of my acid reflux and it went away like immediately as soon as i started doing this because uh, it turns out going to bed on like five or six scoops of ice cream isn't the way to get rid of acid reflux <laughs> <laughs> no it's but, six you know or the, seven. the ice cream it coats yeah yeah yeah, Somehow and it's so good on the way in, and it's cold. Yeah, yeah. so you don't get that hot burn. <laughs> um, so no more acid reflux then. Is I think I think I was pretty well adapted to eating garbage because I don't feel much different. You like overall are also younger than the rest of us, yes. so it hasn't caught up with you yet. So it hasn't caught up with me yet because that's I did I had a pretty big cheat meal last yeah last no two nights ago where i had a hamburger french fries and an enormous slice of chocolate cake and uh i didn't notice any difference at all whatsoever one thing we did notice nicole and i noticed is that when we eat a really good sized healthy meal like a keto meal you know there never do we like we're done we're full we don't need money more, but we don't feel like don't shit. Feel like, yeah, that's yeah. the you know? biggest, best thing about so this. So after yeah. eating all that stuff, like, you didn't feel weighed down from it? No. You didn't want to go take a nap? The only thing I did notice is I started burping immediately because my acid <laughs> reflux came back. <laughs> so now you That's know. the only thing I noticed. But, no, I I felt good about it. <laughs> the, the, the one the one metric that I'm aware of for the it's, – it's the gap where you start actually having to care about this shit because it starts affecting you now as opposed to later. Jacob – do hangovers feel like headaches or like wading through sand? Uh, if I get a real hangover, it's it's like a less intense seasickness. Just like your brain is totally messed up. It aches and hurts, and you're dizzy the whole time. Okay, because the transition, and I made this transition last year. Like, it was almost like 
just one day it occurred, hangovers went from being just a headache that sort of stays around for a little while with some of the other symptoms that you're talking about. But then, like, moving around actually feels effortful. Yeah. Like, there's there it's was the literally... fatigue. Yeah, it was like literally there was a day where that started happening to me. Yeah. Yes. And it was like last year. Yeah. So. Well, that also starts happening, which it's funny because it's not always, like, physiological, but it's also circumstantial. It, and, and, and it may not be exactly what, what caused yours, but for us it was we, we, we kind of grew up and we had more responsibility and we started doing other stuff. So we're so fucking busy now that, you know, even the headache would be too much. to Like, <laughs> like I, why bother? Yeah, it's, it's not, not worth being it. being laid out. But now it's like, yeah. you know, I could have a beer on occasion and not get hungover or terrible. Um, but it used to be like the hangovers just it, it went from a headache to I started becoming so hyper aware of how it was making me feel yeah. everywhere. So it was just like, OK, this sucks. Like you said, now that you have shit to do now, you notice how, oh, OK, I got to go do this shit where before it was like, oh, I'm hung over on the couch, open another beer because that's the cure for a hangover. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be the metric. Jacob is when you start feeling like that after hangovers to then try a B testing this diet to see if it has more effects. Well, I don't I don't get hangovers because I realize that if you're having a good time when you were drunk, you could have been having a good time sober. So I drink like a beer or two throughout the night. That way tomorrow I can wake up and get shit done. Oh, see, that seems silly. Why would you drink at all at that point? Because I really like the taste of beer you're out of your mind <laughs> it's an acquired taste that's, that's, that's for yeah, sure like that's a, uh, yeah like i'm having a barbecue tonight uh got two racks of baby back ribs mm. and i'm braising up mm. white wine cooking at 225 degrees for three hours mm. so those are going to be real good and uh i got myself a imperial stout and a porter the russian imperial stout yeah that's the one and I, got, I like. I, got I like two, those Russian I got two stouts because I like the way they taste. I can dig that. No, no plan on getting I, drunk. I actually like the way beer tastes and the way wine tastes as well. I just don't really drink it very often. I can't do wine because of a bad experience in a, a hippie community. But that happens. Uh, <laughs> that happens. What? Yeah, it's. I don't <laughs> drink vodka because of other people's bad experiences yeah, you can't you can't get gin within three feet of me or i'll vomit all over it well that's yeah, that's no, for perfectly physiological reasons yes. gin is disgusting <laughs> yes yeah well there's a point in time in your life where gin is not disgusting and, i don't know when it was yeah but then you drink too much of it and then it because then your brain just goes holy shit what the hell are you thinking and mm. all of a sudden it makes that that zero yeah. turns into a one yeah. And your registry, and it's over. It's but I no, I just I just kind of hit a point where I started liking like more bitter things. It was kind of I kind of hit a point like two or three years ago where corn syrup, because artificial flavorings always tasted like poison to me. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter how much was in it. If there was sucralose in it, my brain would tell me I'm eating poison. Stop. Well, sucralose tastes tastes toxic anyway. Yeah. But anyway, but I hit that yeah, point. Sucralose is Splenda. Splenda, yes. Okay. And it's toxic. Uh, I was just making sure that was I, the one you were talking about, because there's no fructose in sucralose that's part of the whole yeah, deal with no, it. No, but it tastes, it tastes like poison, but I hit a point where corn syrup started tasting like that to me, too. When something has corn syrup in it, my brain goes, you shouldn't be eating this. Mm -hmm. This is bad. <laughs> and it was like at that point that I actually started to like bitter things. It's why I like super dark chocolate. It's why I like 
heavy beers and that kind of stuff and IPAs. There was like the bitter side of stuff started to become appealing because I had so much sugar in my youth that I kind of got sick of that flavor. Well, you get burnt out of it. Yeah. That's what happens. I just enjoy bitter stuff. I enjoy all strong flavors for the most part, except for natto. I haven't tried that yet, but Lou said it's the worst thing you could put in your mouth. Oh, natto is absolutely disgusting. I tried one of the ginger kombuchas and had to uh, dispose of it. I could not. Kombucha is another thing. What? That's the best drink ever. I can't do ginger. No, No, it's not kombucha. It's ginger. There's other good flavors. No, they had the pineapple peach ones totally. I don't like the kombucha. I don't like too many fermented things. A couple, I guess, some of the standards. But those fermented soybeans that you get at, like, sushi places is absolutely vile. It's (laughs) wretched. And I don't know why people still think that Because they're high in vitamin K2. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Nobody, a thousand years ago, those fucking people didn't realize that shit was high in anything other than disgusting <laughs> trash taste oh my goodness it is vile it's like a thousand year old egg you remember you ever see that oh yeah look it up if you haven't i mean there's a they put an egg in a block of salt and just let it sit there for months and months and then you're supposed to crack it open and eat the rotten inside with a spoon like pudding yeah. and to me it just it, you know there was one of those man first food or whatever stupid shows and they went out there and he's just like I've enjoyed lots of seemingly disgusting things, but this is absolutely wretched. <laughs> and that's how that's how natto is. Natto is yeah. one of those well, things that doesn't need to exist anymore. Yeah, that the thousand year old egg is mind blowing because that takes like time and effort. You can just take an egg from a chicken and cook it, and it's incredible. Exactly. So why would you waste your time? Exactly. And and, and you can make <laughs> tofu with that soybeans instead of making it, letting it rot, and then. Telling people it's food. So, so people not into fermented foods around the table. Yes, that's. Uh, I is fine. Whatever. No, I can get into some fermented food, but the, but the idea of saying is like, oh, it's healthier this way because our ancestors did it. And it's like, okay. Well, no, they're actually don't bring up tradition. There, there is there is some like food science though behind like there's something about the fermentation process that unlocks like certain things in it. And this was actually Dr. Rhonda always yeah. talks about how K2 is in this natto stuff. And I just brought it up because I figured Lou would have tried it before. Well, it's it's probably bacterially had, derived. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why the fermented version of the food well, it's, has it's more good of it for in your, it. It's good for your stomach to every now and again have something that's fermented well, because it rebalances the bacteria in your stomach. It's probiotic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the people, you know, at the time, you know, thousands of years ago, they didn't realize that, but they were eating these fermented foods, and it was keeping them alive. They also didn't have refrigerators. Exactly. Or so, teeth. Or teeth. Exactly. So. Well, that's... no, actually, I thought they had more teeth because they didn't have refined sugars. No, because they didn't have dental floss. Mm. Yeah. They also didn't have Mountain Dew, so they were basically savages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had my coming I had from my someone on the ketogenic diet. Stark non compliance for today. I ran out of bubbly water, which is heavily represented around this table. Yes. Um, so I had to go into my final stash, my my loan I think I have like six cans of Mountain Dew left. And it tastes worse every time, but the problem is that doesn't that just makes Mountain Dew stronger. That's like six <laughs> days less of your life, man. I that's and but it's off those the worst are days times. well spent <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the I Mountain just, Dew. Uh, it's again, it's the philosophy that I I basically with food is it's got to go out through me. All right, I'm not gonna just get rid of it. I understand. 
These no, are my, we had the same thing too. my sins oh, yeah. to bear. When we decided to do this diet, I, we had this problem where my mom just for some reason kept baking cakes left and right. And <laughs> it was like she, obsessive. Yeah, she was just baking cakes. I mean, we would we would come here for movie night and then we'd come back home. And in that time, she had baked a cake. <laughs> and you're just like, well, and it's just sitting there and she's already in bed and it's like out like and a little no present. She has no intention of eating any of these cakes. No, I mean, she'll have one small piece and then the rest is for us. And so we had to, like, mom, you know, Nicole had put up, like, the whole ketogenic philosophy on the fridge <laughs> so that mom can see it in bright letters. It was like, no sugar. Had to no, have the talk. No carbs, no legumes. And so, yeah, we had to have the talk with my mom. We are like, we're trying this seriously, mom, please. I feel bad because, you know, she's just an old lady who wants to do old lady things. And cakes are good. <laughs> They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we had to do that whole, all right, let's get rid of this shit in one night kind of thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't done any actual, like, hard ketogenic testing. Like, I don't know how many millimolar of, of ketones we're producing yet, but I may get some test strips at some point here just to just to see how yeah, that I'm goes. Yeah, I'm curious what my blood work will yeah, show. Yeah, we'll both probably get blood work at some point yeah, in the next couple to, of weeks. I need to go down to Quest and... Request all that stuff. Thanks to the Affordable Care Act, many common blood work samples are available at cost from your medical providers. So Is that right? I, I believe to see so. Which ones are included in my care? Yeah. You should yeah. check that at home. Blame Obama. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm being shipped off to uh, San Francisco for the next two weeks, so we'll see how that uh, this diet holds up when seafood. I'm living out of a hotel room. A lot of seafood, man. Delicious seafood. Yeah, it gets expensive real fast, though. Eh, one life. Oh, you don't have live. you don't have any per diem on your uh, work trips. No, I do, but it doesn't include uh, twenty five dollar a pound sushi. Well, you so. well sushi has rice, so yeah, just you buy know. it a pound at a time. Yeah. just go get your like grilled piece of whitefish or some shit, and it's like eight bucks. Yeah, we'll see how much I can stay on the diet. Yeah, because that, I mean that seems to be a good. When we went out, like you know, last night we got grilled grouper. Was it? Yeah, and then well, I got like a cob salad that had seafood on it. Yeah, and then <laughs> today we had ribs. It was like just keep it simple. To me, it's like our what on the menu has the least of, of anything on it. Yeah, and it's like a steak. Done. All right, that's easy. That's May like, I have one steak, please? That's what I have to be like. I, I love food. You know, and I, lo I appreciate the art form and creating it, and I love the flavor complexities, and I'm really into all of that shit. But having this sort of very simple guidelines to this diet in front of you, just like those, well, it's really easy now. And now it's the yep. process of elimination on a menu. Yeah, it's we like, just no, basically no, no, look at yes. what falls under, <laughs> like what, what's the most compliant items on the menu, and we just pick from those. Yeah, and, 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 and I guess part of this diet, you have to kind of like – just ignore all you have to start over with what your palate is what i kind of taken the approach with I, I i've sort of said okay blank slate i've always not liked i don't know takes chicken livers you don't like chicken who likes chicken livers right you fry them up they're pretty fucking disgusting so nicole needed chicken livers to put in a stew and i'm just like all right let's give it a try i don't know if i don't like it or not how often do i eat chicken livers it sounds disgusting so let's go for it <laughs> but now i'm like at this kind of like square one so where I just look at a menu, and if there's three things that I would normally not get, but those are my only options, I'm not going to put up a big fuss. I'm just going to go I, B, C, A, B, C, A, B. Okay, let's do that one. <laughs> and try it. Who cares? Yeah. It's all going food. Going beef tongue tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's all See food. how it goes. It's all food. Hey, man, my mom makes a mean tripe stew. Let me tell you. It's awesome. You'd enjoy it. 
tripe is literally like in jokes as being bad. It's delicious. It has like no Haggis flavor. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it has, has a, a li- texture. It has a little it gamey doesn't flavor. Doesn't have a very strong flavor. But it's a gamey flavor. It adds like a gaminess to it. Has a flavor. I'm sure it does. But yeah, the tripe has some sort of flavor, and it's it's. But once it's done right, it's really like uh like a cooked clam strip that's not breaded. Yeah, that's really kind of what it tastes. It's just like. like a little piece of clam or something. It's weird, but it's, it's delicious. It is delicious. It does have a distinct flavor, though. It's not very powerful. It's a distinct texture, I think, that's more so sure. than anything. But it's I'm, good. I'm very glad that most of the benefit of fish can be had by extracting oil out of it. I don't, <laughs> on top of being expensive, oh, yeah. I don't really like how's, fish all that much. How's the fish oil going? What? Do you feel I, more lubed up? What? Eh. I don't know. Of the ones that I, I Lou, I don't if you were unfamiliar, I basically, I was going to originally be the control for this whole experiment because I wasn't on it. And then I decided to go as far overboard as possible. So in yes. addition, aside from Mountain Dew... I've been not merely fully compliant on that, but I've also been, like, gradually introducing supplements to see if any of them actually make a difference at yeah. all. Yep. Um, and I just added fish oil. And of the four that I am now on, it has the least obvious effect. Okay. Of the four supplements you're on? Yes, which to date are coconut oil, vitamin D, and a generic men's get-all-the-things-because-you're-not-eating-enough-kale style <laughs> pill. Uh, all is of, there one that you notice like really actually does something? Vitamin D, without question. I, I know which days I take it on. Like I can tell. What does it do? What you just feel better. Hmm. It's it is a very general you feel better hmm. thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what about the coconut oil and the other ones? What, what have you noticed any difference? Um, at all with the the other coconut ones? oil. When Nicole, uh, you were talking originally about how uh, you felt like super focused. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the effect of the coconut oil. Uh, coconut oil. When I took that the first time, um, I got like the slightly more aware kind of presence of mind thing going on with yeah. that one. And then um, the general, the general uh, multivitamin was less so than the other ones. It was a um it was mostly just a a not regenerative is maybe the wrong word, but like just a little a, boost. Yeah, it was just a fatigue thing. Okay. Um, it helped so with that. Are you doing straight coconut oil or are you doing MCT oil? No, MCT oil is for onit.com. That's I haven't seen I haven't seen anyone convincingly explain why coconut oil is worse and it costs a third what mct oil does because mct oil is like concentrated coconut oil well no but the concentration is not that much more like i mean i mean it's a third less expensive from the perspective of what you get out of it like because you can buy a gigantic jar of that stuff for 10 bucks Well, the other thing is is lou does not like the flavor of coconut oil that's fair but he likes the mct because it doesn't taste like coconut because i it doesn't taste like anything yeah exactly because i made the mistake of buying the gallon of coconut oil and i couldn't cook anything with it because lou was not down with the coconut flavor i used it it as mouthwash no i (laughs) I used it as for beauty products It works well on everything. You put it in your hair, rinse your mouth out with yeah, it. That's... I didn't mind it. It was just that, and, and, and to her defense, she was trying to use it, but it, it became where, like, okay, today we're having something with it again, and tomorrow we're having something so, else with it again. It was too distinctive a flavor. I, pu- I put it in coffee, so it's yeah. just part of my coffee flavor now. Yeah. So well, we do that with yeah. the MCT, but it's it's one of those, like, I don't mind coconut. It's just every single day I get tired of it because then it just... 
I don't know. To me, it's more it's, overbearing than all the other flavors. Well, it's, as long as it's isolated to coffee, I wouldn't put it in anything else. That would be a bit much. But in coffee, it doesn't bug me because co- the coffee I drink's already got a strong flavor, mm-hmm. so it doesn't add much. But we do the on it route. We do the bulletproof coffee with the butter. I don't actually order. I I order my MCT from Amazon. Like I order all <laughs> of my specialty grocery products. Yeah, on it apparently has the weird emulsified version now with different flavors, so you can get like strawberry flavored. I don't, flavored flavored. MCT. I put it I don't want it flavored. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying. That's no, I know. I shout know. out to. Onnit I'm sure they have all sorts of weird <laughs> products. Oh, they do. They have vitamin D spray. Which is insane. That's awesome. <laughs> is that like you go to the club and you spray it on? People go like, oh, "You smell healthy." Like vitamin. <laughs> you, you smell look, like you get a lot of sunshine. You look, you look a little sad. That's important for brooding, evidently. Yes. <laughs> Dude, vitamin D is the smallest tablet of any of them. Like it is not a hassle to eat vitamin D. That's pretty funny. I don't know what the deal is with that, but no. So I and have you, know, you been spending more time in the sun since you've been taking it? What? No. Okay. No, I spend maybe. A half an hour to an hour outside every day. Well, that's enough because the sunlight is what breaks. It's apparently, it down. not quite enough because vitamin D, D still on helps. its own. On its own, it doesn't do much in a sense of you need the UV to break it down into vitamin D three, which then turns into calcium, which sure. is which is how that works. So if you don't get the UV, which is why people get sad, the seasonal whatever Affected disorder, disorder, yeah, yeah. And it's because the sunlight, Seattle disorder. But you, you have yeah, exactly, pretty much. <laughs> But if you go out for a half hour to an hour, that's plenty. Like, it really is, actually. That's what we do. We sit outside for lunch, and that's like my son, you know, for yeah. the day. But it helps. No, I mean, whatever ancillary effect, and I'm sure Dr. Ronda would have a much more comprehensive explanation for it. But I, it, even with that much sun on a regular basis, it's it was easily the most obvious. Yeah. Like, when I trade days between them, I can tell when I do and don't take it. Yeah. Okay. So you just weren't getting enough vitamin D to begin with. Or something, yeah. It's Recommended, fun. and it's super cheap. Like, vitamin D tablets, good ones, you can they're, check. Yeah, they're, a, not, they're not very expensive. There's a website, if you were as wary of supplements as I still am for the most part, there's Absolutely. a website called Labdoor um, okay. that, that systematically, chemically tests supplements. Okay. So I just went on that website and found, for the supplements that I wanted, I just... I looked for anything. I looked for the cheapest pills that had an A rating, yep. and I just ordered those ones. This shit's glass, son. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get it. Basically, yeah. And they do, you know, and they tell you why they grade it the way they do, and they have specific, you know, there's some subjectivity about what makes it good or bad, but they do a, they do a pretty good job of combing through everything. Okay. So that's good. Cause... I recommend them. So, and and you two also have your twenty three and Me thing that you get to. Oh yeah. Yep. We get to figure out how we're gonna die. Is that isn't yeah. that one of the promises? <laughs> Alzheimer's or head trauma of some kind in my case. Almost certainly, but we'll head see. trauma? What? Is that what it's gonna tell you? Everyone in our family died in an accident, basically. If they did on on mom's side. Mom's side of the family, like we will live forever as long as we don't physically kill ourselves. Which always happens. <laughs> I didn't realize this, but thank oh, you, you for didn't? making well, me aware of it. Well, no, we have we have like a great granduncle who was one of the longest living people in American history. Wasn't he the guy that became a citizen at 103? Yeah, I met him. <laughs> he was like 103, yeah. and he had just become American citizen. Yeah, no, it's so as long as we don't like fall off a ladder. Or get bitten by poisonous, venomous is, things. The, well, I, 
or gun down in a drive-by. But that's, that's, that's good on Bob's side of the family. The paddock side seems to be really prone to accidents. Yeah, so exactly. I don't see how this is a good combination. No, no, no we've got, it's a high-risk, high-reward combination we've got going on. Well, that's why I just need to have strong bones. That way, if I fall, nothing will break. Word. And I'm, I'm working on that because, you know, I figure getting tossed around at jujitsu is giving me excellent bone density. Because <laughs> I spend a lot of time fighting larger, less skilled opponents. Why are you patting me on the back? Because I, I, I submitted you Thursday, and you laughed at me like you always do. <laughs> I have this weird thing where if someone... Like does something perfect on me, they just get me, and I start cracking up. I don't know what it is, but she, <laughs> she got this body lock on me and took the wind he def- right I, out of my lungs. He felt like a pillow. I could feel him deflate from oh, underneath my, my it's, legs. It's one. It's one of those. You've come to grips with the fact that you aren't you aren't going to be a master because you haven't practiced enough. So when something goes wrong, all you can do is laugh about it and go, man, well, no, I got myself in a pickle. Well, I, I mean, I'm totally aware <laughs> of that. I mean, I go into that school and I, I tell everyone I'd fucking suck because I do. I, I'm, I'm like a cripple. I'm the, worst, I'm the most crippled person in that gym. I had that epidural in my neck just a couple of weeks back. Both of my knees had surgery. You know, like I, it, everyone else in there is just like, oh, fuck all that. I'll, I'll, I'll fight through it. And I'm just like, yeah, so MMA People are afraid of medicine, doctors, and surgery for the most part. I yes. should be an MMA person. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like I'd be a natural yeah, I mean, fit. I mean, literally, the one kid was telling me that when you have knee problems, you have to get, like, the real tobacco leaves and just rub them on your leg like some kind of voodoo All shit. All right, never mind. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm a certain fungus that he has to buy from somewhere in the Amazon that he, like, he soaks his oh, leg in. That is not what I meant. When but I, they when will I, not go to a doctor. When, no, I won't go to a doctor, but I will also seek no further treatment it'll fix if my body wants to fix itself it can go right ahead i'll provide the nutrients it needs but i'm not providing no additional intervention it's, it's hard when something affects like your knees and you can't walk anymore look so you have yeah. a standing desk nonetheless so I do. Like, imagine if you're sitting there and then now you can't do that because you're fucked <laughs> like yeah necessity is the mother you... of invention i understand or you can't move your arm because your cartilage just kind of went away that's which right is hereditary yeah we're all which... on our way to that essentially that's why i'm yeah. trying to postpone surgery in my neck for as long as possible because while it was causing me pain problems it's if i were to have surgery my neck is fucked up enough where they can't actually replace the disc they have to remove it and fuse the two vertebrae together which is all fine and dandy but if i did that i would reduce my like range of motion and my flexibility substantially in my neck right now and that's like the one thing i do got going for me is that i'm fairly uh, i have a really good range of motion so like i don't want to lose that so i'll figure i'll put that off for as long as possible until this hand diet help that at all it's hard to say because I've had I, I got that epidural around the same time that we started the diet. So and I noticed okay. the epidural definitely helped. Like it took the edge off, so I don't get migraines anymore. I, I feel like a normal dude with tension headaches now, as mm. opposed to like someone who gets migraines two or three times a week. So uh, that that's helped substantially. And it was getting obvious that that was the problem because like my finger was going numb, my left my right thumb, and then that's the that nerve. sounds familiar. Yeah, that's the nerve it was pushing on. So, and the doctor noticed a muscle atrophy in this arm. So it's just one of those, like, all right, something's happening. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that 
it, it's doing something. Like I'm not denying that it's not because I started them at the same time and I oh. still I feel pretty good. Otherwise, we're gonna have to find some tobacco leaves. Yes, apparently. Uh, but you gotta have some up. guy in like Brazil send them to you or something. It's well, real complicated. Yeah. He was the guy went on to ask Lou about about growing. Tobacco. tobacco, which I think is illegal. It is. I don't think it you can sounds just like grow it's, tobacco. Would be illegal. No, it's illegal. Um, but you know, I don't it, know why was... he thought Lou would be an expert in that. <laughs> well, he we, we, he was just no, telling me. He was just telling me that he's you know, and he's always like, "Oh, I'm gonna grow tobacco in my backyard." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Real hush hush. And I'm just like, "Why don't you just go to the hydro store?" You know, the, all those guys. You just you tell them you're growing tomatoes. And that's what everyone else tells them when they go into that hydroponic store. <laughs> yeah, they wrote it down wrong. They misheard me. That's right. You know, so anyway, funny shit. I just got these seeds, but the fruits never grew, so I just started uh, using the leaves. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. I don't know what kind Damn. of plant it is, but it smokes pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it made my knee hurt a lot less. <laughs> medicine, man. It's medicine. All right. Okay. So any uh, so we've got what five six more days of the trial period for this deal? Yeah, um, I don't know. You guys sounds all pretty positive. I feel like no, I like I said, I I feel like uh, I feel like I'm probably just gonna like stick with this for a while here. Or yeah, know. I have no plans on turning back. Yeah, yeah. really. Much to much to his yeah. mother's chagrin. Yes. I mean, I'm probably gonna back off my compliance because I was trying to be a hundred percent. For my trial period and i mostly was besides like literally two two meals um i'm probably gonna back it down to about 70 percent but missing those pb and j's it's i am missing those pb and j's uh (laughs) but it's it's going back to my old way of eating is gonna like hurt my brain too much like the idea of waking up to a bowl of ctc it just, I don't think I can do that That's anymore. cinnamon toast crunch for the unindoctrinated. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so for you, it's really just been kind of like eye-opening to help you change your existing eating habits, really. Well, it opened up a lot of doors to things I wouldn't normally eat. That's good. It diversified. Yep. That's generally what they do when they're not too obsessive about what you specifically eat. I mean, for what, for my part, I don't. I really don't see any reason to stop eating this way. That's what I mean. Because, I just don't because I've I've found enough foods that substitute for the other flavors and I end up eating out enough anyway with like friends and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that I don't see any reason to deliberately not comply with this diet. Okay. So I'll probably just keep doing it because it makes as much sense to do it as That's not. That's what I mean. It it feels pretty comfortable. Like... I always felt bloated. In the past, like, you know, because there was always cookies around or... And it wasn't necessarily packaged cookies. There's always stuff we made or my mom made or whatever. There's always some junk food around or cereal that we would buy. And we wouldn't go CTC. We would go a little bit less than that. But still, it was I mean, still it was cereal. less sugar, but it was still the still same cereal. bloaty old cereal. So now <laughs> I've kind of embraced this. And there's plenty of food that, like, there's nothing really I'm missing. Like, cake tastes good and all, but... So does steak, and so does chicken, and and, so and cake else. will find its way into your life anyway. Somebody's birthday yeah. is bound to happen eventually. That's, here. that's exactly. <laughs> it's. I still eat a, at least one sub a week because I somebody go, wants to go to lunch. Yeah, someone wants a sub, so yeah. that ends up happening. Like it's. It's not. That's not going to stop. Yep. And I, yeah, and I don't care what. Uh, I don't care what diet you're on. If you're ending up at a Jersey Mike's, you're getting a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You're just, not going to order it see, without bread? See, I feel like yeah. I could resist that temptation now. I feel like that that would I, I would just politely say I'm gonna get something around the corner or something, or like just that. opt out See, of eating, or just opt out of eating, which is becoming yeah, easier but at, and easier. But at this point, I I I think that I eat enough in compliant where I only eat out like once a week, once every two weeks or so. It's literally when I'm working with someone else, which isn't very often. I don't go out to eat by myself, so whenever I do go out to eat, it doesn't bother me that I'm gonna have. Some bread. Yeah, but that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. But that's fine, I, yeah. I, well, I today I run had... in a circle with a bunch of people that occasionally eat very breadful food. Yes. Yeah, today I had the dry rub spare ribs, which came with two Texas toasts and a side of sweet potato mash and collard greens. And I did not even look at that toast. <laughs> I told you to tell her not to put it on the plate. But I didn't even that. have a desire to touch it. And then I noticed that the sweet potato mash was obviously artificially sweetened. Maybe, you know, not artificially. Maybe they put real sugar in it or brown sugar. But still, it was there was sugar added to it, I can tell. Sure. So as soon as I noticed that, I had about a teaspoon of it and took the rest home for my mom. So it was just one of those, like, I had no problems at all putting it down. So I feel, I feel pretty, pretty good about that aspect of it. When I go to a steakhouse, I don't eat the bread they put on it. That's just a, I don't need that kind That's of thing. That's a filler anyway. Yeah, the, fo- the food I'm about to eat is going to be way tastier. It's like stuffing anyway. It's like stuffing that p- piece of paper in the shoe when you first buy it and leaving it in there. And now I'm trying to put my shoe back in there or the foot back in the shoe, but there's this big piece of paper in there. Anyway. <laughs> Nicole, have you lost another 18 pounds and are horribly anorexic now? Oh, um. That's yeah, the other I, follow-up I was oh, curious about. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Managing to stay between like 108 and 110 pounds. Are you having to try? I have to try every day because yes. it just seems like I have to eat way more than I feel like I should. Okay. Um, She's so busy and active. I may just burn way more calories than I think I do. That's that's, that's what I, I think know. it is. But I still, I mean, I'm incredibly strong and like built, really getting like swole. So I figure I'm <laughs> for someone at right your direction. weight class. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's getting yeah. cut. And, you know, th- that's the problem. That's the thing. I have no body fat to start with. So <laughs> yes. it's, uh, it's like yeah. I, it's, I, it could only move up, I suppose. But for you, and when you're exercising a lot yes. and you're trying to put body weight on, the secret is to don't exercise. Constantly. No. Yeah. The you, secret is you just caloric intake all the time. Well, that's I try not to actually exercise like too much. I'm not obsessive about exercising. No, you go like two so. or three times a week. Yeah, I mean it's it's manageable. So, um, but yeah, I like. But she easily eats twice as much as I do. Every every <laughs> meal I eat, yeah. I eat almost exactly twice as much as he does. Yeah. Um, and and my mom jokes about it because like all her old friends at the old folks community that she sometimes stays at, they all think that Nicole's like anorexic intentionally. And sure. my mom is like, you know, they don't believe me, but I tell them all the time, like, I'm there. I watch her eat it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I just I it must just be good genes. Like I have an inability to lose or to gain weight. But I mean, I also eat really healthy. So I just figured this is how people are supposed to be. And everyone's just missing out on it. I, I apparently hit. I apparently just have natural equilibrium points. I weighed 215 pounds from like. 11th grade until I started dieting. Okay. And I'm now at 190 and nothing and can holding. stop that. 
like nothing in yeah, either I, direction. I don't. F- I weigh exactly that much no matter what I eat. Okay. I, yeah, I don't really fluctuate too much, but like I said, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't really dropped any substantial weight, which is fine. That's all I didn't want to do, yeah. and I haven't gained any weight either. I, I don't fluctuate too much, but it is easy for me to like start dropping weight if I don't eat enough. It just does. I mean, it doesn't even matter so much. I guess what it is, it's just how much. So. Hmm. I yeah, haven't weighed myself I, really. I sit at, yeah, I, I sit at about 170, 175, and unless I'm doing something real weird, that never changes. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about 175, 180 now. And that's okay. That's average, I guess, for my size. That's what I've always thought. That I, that seems perfectly reasonable. Yeah. But at so, one point, like, yeah. you know, about a year and a half, two years, before my first knee surgery, before all of that problems, I was at 155, 160. And that was nice. Less, uh, oh, that was a nice time. I liked I liked being that 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 light. Yeah, people. It's limber. It's it's. How heavy were you when you were your uh, scuba diving days? Oh shit! My heaviest two twenty five. Oh, okay. Yeah, two twenty five. My scuba diving. Well, scuba diving. I was probably more in the two hundred range, one ninety, two hundred. But my heaviest I ever got was two twenty five. I think. Okay. For those at home, Lou, how tall are you? Six foot. Yep. Okay. No, I was I was a big boy at two twenty five. And then a breaking up with your girlfriend does a wonders for your appetite. <laughs> and so does whiskey <laughs> and cigarettes and all of that shit. So, yeah, then I lost a lot of weight after that. And did a pretty good job keeping it off, with the exception to this last year with my knees. Not being able to move sucks. <laughs> really. Because there was a time where we were going two or three times a week, a tennis practice and stuff oh, yeah, like we that. rebuilt that house yeah and know. we were running on like i was running on vitamin water and iced tea it was pure sugar yeah <laughs> that's like a, like a hummingbird that was great until you got kidney stones yeah that's all that iced tea it <laughs> happens well at least there was a reason it wasn't just like oh you know I, I you know it's funny because i have a hard time believe people say so, certain stuff like oh, i have this kidney stone or people who are diabetic or people who people with been... thyroid problems and that's why they're fat well I hypoglycemia as a thing. Oh yeah, that's not real either. Yeah, that's yeah. Do, the number, the list of food. We mentioned this on the first episode. The number of things that are actually, if you were to reacclimate your diet, exercise, and sleep patterns, the number of things that are considered either disorders or diseases that will vanish entirely. Astronomical. It's it's a massive percentage of. Yeah, them. yeah it's it's almost all of the ones. Yeah, acid that reflux. You think that's of. not even real. It's everything it short of surgery. <laughs> it boggles the mind that people, for some reason, cannot put two and two together. So when something happens to me, I always need to find that logical link, that, that flow chart of what led to this point. And for me, it was, you know, I got a kidney stone and that sucked or whatever. But I realized that, you know, I spent a year drinking about a half gallon of, you know, whatever that grandma's iced tea was that we yeah. were buying all the time. You know, a day. I was just guzzling iced tea that, all day okay. long. That's a lot of sweet iced tea. Oh, it was delicious. But, you know, at the end of the day, a year later, <laughs> I got, I, so that was an experiment that you can take, right? Yeah. Drink a half gallon yeah. of iced tea a day and understand that you'll get kidney stones. So, and, and now, uh, as a, you know, product of that, I just drink like a half gallon of water a day sure. so that I can flush my kidneys yeah. out. Make Actually, sure. or LaCroix. I, I have a water note, too, because Jacob had mentioned he didn't need to drink as much water early on. I have been noticing, too, because, like, much like trying to get enough calories is hard for me, I find, like, drinking a lot of water also... It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not real big into it. 
Um, I've been finding that I don't need to drink as much water since I've been on this diet as well, and that is awesome because I, I hate drinking water. I don't have to drink as much water as I do. I just pee a lot because I really like drinking water. I like I, totally I like the, the taste opposite. of good water. That's yeah. why I'm on a soda stream. I drink I drink a liter of that water every day without. Oh, I, I would you. I would drink more water if I lived in Florida. Still, Florida has such good water. I love Florida but, um, water. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been. Well, I don't feel like thirsty all the time because I use. That's basically I used to feel like thirsty a lot, like I wasn't getting enough water, and sure. so like I, you know, keep drinking it. And now like I don't really feel like I need that. I don't know if it's like breaking down the carbs or what the heck was making oh, me feel like I need so much water. It's the combination of wheat and sugar. Okay. It just it demands more of you. Yeah. So um, I actually am, I'm totally on board with not needing as much water. Uh, that <laughs> totally works for me. Yeah. Right. No, and it's and I've I've yeah I noticed that and my my cardio when I sweat doesn't taste salty. I mentioned that earlier, and also my cardio changed. I don't know if I mentioned this. When I work really really hard. My heart doesn't hurt like it used to. It just starts feeling tired, hmm. which is probably a good thing. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'd, I'd say so. We're going to need more data so, on that one. But uh, I, was, I mean, yeah. you said, Jacob, you said a while ago that um, you know a lot of vegan runners, but you don't know a lot. You don't know of anyone who does a diet like this. No, because usually, usually you do it for eth- like the people who are vegans or vegetarians. It's pure ethical reasons. If they're not doing it for health reasons. Sure. They're, like, you wouldn't do they're it. There are some out there. Than... Yeah, because it's not <laughs> yeah. that healthy. Yeah, and it's and people who are don't care about where their meat comes from subscribe to the you carb load in order to run harder, run faster. Sure. That's the idea of cutting carbs out of your diet and then still running a marathon. Is very weird. Well, no, you're supposed to, because the stuff that I've heard is is even like people who do endurance uh, type of stuff on this diet, they do carb load before like their races and something, or their races mm-hmm. and stuff. They do increase the carbs, but the idea is that once they burn all those out, their body will just go back to the fats. But they do do some carb loading like before races, even if they're staying ketogenic yeah. most of the time. Also, I don't have much. Uh experience with endurance like real endurance stuff i didn't do ironmans i didn't do full marathons all the races i was doing were an hour to two hours okay so it doesn't matter that you crash you just push real hard and then you fall over across the finish line yeah <laughs> it's not like you have to keep going for those eight hours or yeah two days well or... but you, you still have to do some sort of energy reserving do you have any idea what you're going to use for what for before a race uh, I'll just eat my normal diet. Oh, I mean, on the, okay. like, yeah. Or has this diet changed your approach to how you're going to train and race? No, wouldn't change it at all. Okay. So uh, were you not carb loading before races previously? Did you just? Not really. I just eat my normal diet okay. because it's, it's one of those things you never want to do anything different on race day. Cause then your stomach's doing something different. Sure. So the idea of I eat my regular diet and then the day before a race, I'm going to eat two pounds of pasta. Like yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like it always seemed it always seemed dumb to me. Well, but then what's the point of the carb loading? Is it specifically for endurance runners? It's well, the carb loading is just so that you have a ridiculous amount of energy 
just backed up. That way, when you start burning it real fast, the idea is you have some more sitting around to use, but that doesn't tend to actually work because your body usually just pees out or poops out anything it's not using. It's not, it's not going to go, oh man, he's carb loading. Let's fill up the tanks. Flip the switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Reserve we're just not tank. built like that, really. Yeah. yeah. It's, your body's going to hold what it's going to hold. I mean, frankly, fasting, I, feel, I don't know the science on this. I'd have to go do my research. But I feel like fasting would be a better way to get ready for a race. Because then your body goes, oh shit, I might not eat tomorrow. Then it would store more. I'm curious. I haven't looked Fasting into that. Fasting like that, two days before a race and yeah, the day before. Yeah, a couple of days before. You eat something like your normal meal. That then, sounds a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, that would require some experimentation. I wouldn't fast the day before the race. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but there's there's something to that because the, the exercise regimen when you're like racing at your, at your highest level is the two days out from the race, you do nothing. You sit on the couch. Yeah. You don't move. Yeah. You allow and your rest And the day period. before the race, you do... 10% of the distance you're going to do at full speed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you, so your body goes, oh, he didn't do anything, and then all of a sudden he did something. I need to make sure I'm ready in case he does something. Mm. Interesting. So Tricking your brain. Yep. Yeah. Got to throw some tricks every now and When's your first triathlon? I need to sign up for one. It's been too long. When's your first triathlon going to be? The forthcoming triathlon? Yes. Forthcoming triathlon. Yep. It will, it will from, from here forward, be referred to as that. Forthcoming triathlon. And if we name it that, it's, it's fine. You don't have to go find one because uh, it'll you never, can, it'll you can, never you actually You can hold occur. that indefinitely. Yeah. We have experience with this, with this naming convention. All right. Okay. All right. That sounds like a lull to me. Lou. David. Nicole. David. Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> That's going to do it. <laughs> For uh, Better Health Through Steak Part 5. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I, we'll probably do a finale episode when we're done. We're, the facts are not hitting as fast and loose as they were before. It sounds like we've we've hit a status quo, and it seems like we're all good with it. Yeah, so, so we can maybe we can reconvene when we have some, some weird test results. Yeah, I think that'll on do or... an epilogue of some kind, but or I feel if... like we've... we've this is in the books. For yeah, the we, most we've part. determined that it's a pretty awesome diet. So, like, it's recommend, a tasty diet yeah. recommended around the table, except yeah. maybe Jacob and, with reservations. Like, well, yeah, but I'm I'm young and I can eat garbage and feel good anyway. So <laughs> that doesn't make any difference. But yeah, it's like we mentioned in the beginning, though. Twenty one days is what the suggested is to see what you're going to get out of the diet. We have passed our twenty one. So we all have a pretty good idea days. of where we stand with it. Yep. All right. Good morning, everyone.